Welcome to Books and Beyond with your host, Alison. Join us for half an hour of information, entertainment, reading recommendations and beyond. Brought to you by Auckland Libraries. I know this girl and she works in a... No my haere mai kia ora and welcome to our Books and Beyond Literary Lounge Lockdown Edition with Alison and Inika. Kia ora Inika. Kia ora, Alison. How are you? Oh, look, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I'm here again in my home recording studio, you know, my the cardboard box of <laughs> um, of joy that I have, and you're in, in your closet. I am. But um, you had Pete the Cat with you earlier, didn't you? He was attempting to get into the studio, but we, we sent him was away. It? <laughs> yes, I thought he might want to try on some clothes or something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, now, last week, um, did we had some feedback that we were a little bit peaky. Is that the word? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, something like that, a little bit pitchy. So, um, you know, a big shout out to our listeners for your patience with our our kind of jerried together home studio situation. We're, we'll try our best not to be peaky or pitchy. Yes, we we will. Yes, we've basically done it by wiggling our poofs back a little bit from our mics. So let's hope that works. And we're also working hard on manifesting a shift in the COVID alert levels in the coming days. We absolutely are. We're we're employing the secret by Rhonda Byrne. Remember that book from, oh, it's a good 10, 15 years ago now. We decided it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. So it will be. And if it doesn't, and, we're going to call the witches. Yep, I reckon. Yep, we're going to make this thing happen. <laughs> now, look, in exciting news, the Booker shortlist for 2021 has just been announced. And um, really, really exciting list. So it's down to six. And the titles are um, A Passage North by Anuk Arutprakasaram, um, who is a Sri Lankan author. Uh, the Promise by Damon Galgut, South Africa. No one is talking about this by Patricia Lockwood from the USA. The Fortune Men by Nadifa Mohammed. Um, and Nadifa is a British Somali writer. Uh, Bewilderment by Richard Powers, United States. And then also a US author, Maggie Shipstead, for her title, Great Circle. Yeah, it's come too quickly. Hey, we've only got to a halfway point in our book is dozen rundown on Books and Beyond, so we'll, we'll just have to blame COVID for that, I think. <laughs> we have managed to talk about at least three or four of the, the shortlisted titles already in our recent episodes. Um, we talked about A Passage North, The Promise, and Great Circles so far. Um, and this week, of course, I've been listening to one of the long list of titles that didn't make the cut, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you about it anyway because I'm really loving it. Um, this is Light Perpetual by Frances Spufford, um, which is a 2021 book um, available as an overdrive ebook with lots of copies. So um, if you like my review, go ahead and go and borrow that. Now, um, this one has a fascinating setup. It's loosely based on an actual event which opens the novel. Um, Spufford describes in detail the very instant that a bomb hits a Woolworths in South London in 1944 during World War II. Now, the bomb kills over 150 people, including five children who are out shopping with their mothers. In the first chapter, you get the um, the event 
um, happening in slow motion in front of you and the scene is in sharp focus with the effects of this bomb blast being described in great detail. It's it's such a showstopper. I, I can't rave more about the way this this book opens. But the interesting thing is he then rewinds the scene kind of and um, he follows the lives of those five children who died as if the bomb had never never fallen. So it takes you from 1944 up to 2009 in jumps of around 15 years at a time. A bit like, um, do you remember that documentary series Up that started in the 60s yes. where they followed the kids and they kept checking on them every seven years? Yes. Quite a lot like that. Yeah. So you get these parallel lives and these very personal slices of each of the children's or you know, adults' lives, plus their historical setting of that, those time periods. Now, I love this kind of book. Um, it's sort of like a classier version of all those Edward Brotherford books, um, like Sarum and London and Paris and all those ones he wrote. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Reminds me also a bit of William Boyd's Another Human Heart, but um, kind of even more so. Yeah, loved it. I'm just halfway through listening, so it's a 13-hour listen, and um, I'm about halfway through so far. It's beautifully written. It's got this beautiful love and empathy for the world around us and the people who are in it, despite all of our weird foibles and our flaws. And the narrator on the audiobook is just wonderful. Um, She's got these amazing, distinct character voices. It's a large cast, so that's not easy to do when you're just one person. And you can, yeah, you can really tell how much he's enjoying um, the author's use of language and the dialogue that he writes. It's it's just so good. I really can't uh, rate this one enough. Um, so it's really, I just wanted to mention that one. It's a little plug for the non-shortlisted titles. You know, to get to this point, they cull from 158 nominated titles and they're, I'm sure they're all stunning reads. So we just have to remember that, you know, literature is always the winner on the day. Absolutely. No, thanks for that. That does sound amazing. I can't wait until I can read that one. Well, look, today we thought we'd talk about um, the last three that we hadn't covered that are on the shortlist. So um, we've got Bewilderment by Richard Powers. No one is talking about this, Patricia Lockwood, and The Fortune Men by Nadifa Muhammad. Um, and we've also got some reader likes or some other books to try while you wait to get your eyeballs on these ones. So let's start with Bewilderment. Yes, let. Now, we should point out as well that a few of these are only actually being released in September. So they are in our catalogue and you can get into the queue for them, but they're actually not here in the country yet. But we're waiting in anticipation. So this is the case for Bewilderment as well. Now, the summary of this one. So we have an astrobiologist, Theo, who's searching for life throughout the cosmos while raising his son, Robin, who's nine years old. Uh, And this is following the death of Robin's mother, Alyssa, who was an animal rights activist. Now, since her death, Robin's been having tantrums, violent outbursts. He's been diagnosed with just about everything under the sun from Asperger's, OCD, ADHD, his his overriding concern and what's causing this anxiety and this kind of um, this uh, acting out is is really climate change and it's just destruction of the animal world in particular. So he's really frustrated and angry about this lack of action that he sees in that space and the lack of empathy for the um, for the animal kingdom from humans. Really, now. 
As um as Robin gets more troubled, Theo decides to try this experimental neurofeedback treatment to try and help Robin to gain emotional control. And it involves um training him on the recorded patterns of his mother's brain. Don't ask me how this works, but it sounds absolutely fascinating. Really, this is a, is a love story between a father and a son. Um, it's the latest from Richard Powers, who wrote um, The Overstory, which you may have heard of, which was around um, trees and trees and humans together. Um, now, you can find a lot of other titles by Richard Powers on Overdrive right now, including The Overstory and also Orpheo, um, which is about a scientist who biohacks music into the DNA of a pathogen. So mm. that one sounds fascinating as well. So I would say give those ones a go. Now, sounds great. Yeah. Now, Sort of along the same lines, we sort of take a little riff off this one and um, we have thought of a few books that you might like to try um, while you wait for Bewilderment. And my first one for this is um, The Reason I Jump, um, The Inner Voice of a 13-Year-Old Boy with Autism by Naoki, Naoki Higashida. Um, now, Naoki Higashida um, wrote this book when he was just 13 years old. He's a non-verbal autistic um, child, and he's the son of the author David Mitchell, who wrote Cloud Atlas and Utopia Avenue. And he wrote this book um, with the help of his father and his mother. Um, he used an alphabet grid to construct the words and the sentences that were in the book because he could not speak them out loud. So amazing achievement. And what this book is, is a sort of a question and answer format where he he um, answers questions that people might ask of a non-verbal autistic person. And um, it's quite, quite brilliant and it, it really does open up um, the, a side of the world that people may not be aware of and who may not really have understood how it could be for to be that person who's stuck inside a non-verbal body. Um, it's a quick and rewarding listen that you can try on Overdrive on eAudio. It's just two hours long if you listen to it. And I've heard that there's going to be a film. Um, it's due to be released in New Zealand around October. So look out for that one too if this one sounds interesting for you. Yeah, it sounds absolutely astounding. Um, yeah, can't wait to have a read of that myself. Now, look, another um, reader like that I'd recommend is a New Zealand one published in 2016, and it's um, called Dad Art by the writer Damien Wilkins, um, and it's also available in Overdrive. Now, it's set in present-day Wellington. It's also a, a sort of parent-child uh, relationship kind of discovery book. So... Um, um, uh, Michael Sterling, the main character, is um, he's an engineer and he's on the online dating scene. Um, he's learning to reo Māori. He's living in an upmarket apartment complex and he's visiting his own father who has dementia. So he meets Chrissy online and she's the widowed mother of a young son. And then um, Michael's beloved adult daughter arrives from Auckland with an artist whose project is going to kind of push a lot of buttons and push everyone Ooh. over the edge a little bit. So it's one I read a while ago. I loved it. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd really advise if anyone was interested, have a look at that one. Sounds good. And then, I'm just going to cross the, the ditch a little bit. Um, and another one I would 
recommend as a, as a reader like is called The Restorer and it's by Michael Sala who's an Australian novelist mm. and this was published in 2017 and it's available in multiple formats including Overdrive and BorrowBox, e-books and e-audio. So this is about a um, previously married couple called Marianne and Roy and they reconcile after some time apart and they've got um, an eight-year-old son called Dan who's neurodiverse. So the um, the family, the Rickensauer family, move from the big city of Sydney to um, the port town of Newcastle where they've bought a, a really old derelict house. Um, and so Roy sort of painstakingly patches holes in the floorboards and plasters over the cracks and in walls and also in their own lives, I guess. Um, The son, Daniel, drifts around the sprawling, run-down house in a dream. He infuriates his father, who soon forgets all the promises that he ever made. Um, Tension builds. There's comes to sort of a... Uh, a rupture, you know, where this sort of uneasy piece all falls to bits and then there's, yeah, quite a few consequences. So it's it's one I'd really recommend as well. It's a good yarn, actually. Oh, excellent. Well, staying with the neurodiverse protagonist, um, this, um, my next recommendation is Our House is on Fire, Scenes of a Family and a Planet in Crisis. And this is written by Marlena Ehrnman and Greta Thunberg. Now, Marlena Ehrnman is Greta Thunberg's mother. And um, she wrote a memoir which was really about how Greta came to be the person and be the person on the world stage that she is today. You can find this one on Overdrive as an ebook and an e-audio book. So Malena describes her family life with, with her husband and her two young daughters, Greta's the eldest, and how it suddenly falters when Greta is aged 11, she stops eating and speaking. Now, prior to this relatively happy family. Um, So she receives a diagnosis of autism and selective mutism, but soon they come to realize that the source of her distress is really about her future on a rapidly heating planet. So, of course, the family, as we know, takes this journey. They're looking at the health of their family and the planet's suffering and looking for ways that they can try and reconcile the two. And, of course, the rest is history with Greta Thunberg. The strikes start happening when she is 15, um, the school strikes. Um, And, of course, climate-based anxiety is so real for so many people, but particularly for our young people. So I think this would be a very good listen for... um, all those people out there have young people who are so anxious about the future because it does provide hope and um, sort of action-based approach um, to, to dealing with this, this kind of fear and anxiety. Great advice and, yeah, and a great read too. Thanks for that. Now, getting back to our um, booker shortlist, um, this is one that I'm really excited about to talk about. And it's uh, the book by Patricia Lockwood, and it's called No One Is Talking About This. So 
Now, this is a long-awaited debut novel by the poet and essayist Patricia Lockwood. Now, Lockwood was born in 1982 in a place called Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's um, it's a bit of a long story, but it's a place I know, actually know fairly well. But anyway, Patricia says um, when she talks about her life that she was raised in all the worst cities of the Midwest. This is after Fort Wayne, I believe. So anyway, it sounds as though uh, she had quite an unusual upbringing. Her father found religion when he was overseas serving in the military, and he ended up applying to the upper echelons of the Catholic Church for an exemption so that he could be both a Catholic priest and still be married with children quite unusual I would say and um, Patricia suffered traumatic abuse in her teens um, not directly involving her father or the Catholic Church although they did um, both try and silence her Mm. so um, that feeling of shame is something that runs pretty deep deeply throughout her previous works So now this book, um, the one that's called No One Is Talking About This, it asks the question, is there life after the internet? It's a good question, I reckon. <laughs> so, um, it right now. <laughs> a, yeah, that's right. Follows a woman, and we never do learn her name, but she's become like super famous for her social media posts, and she travels around the world to meet her adoring fans. And she's overwhelmed, overwhelmed really by navigating the new language and etiquette of what she terms the portal. And um, she also grapples with this unshakable conviction that uh, this huge chorus of voices is now beginning to dictate her thoughts. Mm. It does sound quite scary. So we get this sort of avalanche of images and details and references that all put together formal landscape that is sort of post sense, post irony, basically post everything. Mm. Which is kind of where we're at, I think, anyway, in our yeah. our lives. We're post it's all happened. Yeah. Um but anyway, um in the middle of all of this drama she gets a couple of texts from her mother and they pierce the fabric of her life basically. And her mother says, Something has gone wrong. How soon can you get here? Mm. So basically, no, real life. Hear that. Yeah. Oh, oh man, can you? It's the worst thing you can hear when it's you're away, it. isn't it? Yeah. So real life collide with the increasing absurdity of of the life that she's witnessing, um, and she confronts a world that seems to contain both an abundance of proof of goodness and empathy and justice, and then this sort of deluge of evidence that contradicts this. Mm. Now, um, recently I heard Patricia Lockwood interviewed by Kim Hill, and um, in the interview she described the internet as this tremendously democratising force where now we can speak up from silenced places or from lower mouthpieces, and so we can speak back to the abuse of people in the world. So, yeah, fascinating woman. I think this is going to be a really good read. Mm. So we've come up with some books to read while you're waiting to get your eyes um, wrapped around this this book. And um, one that 
we thought of recommending is called Followers by Megan Angelo, published in 2020 and um, available on Overdrive's e-book and e-audio. And um, it's about um, a woman called Orla, who dreams of literary success. Um, She's got a roommate roommate Floss who's a striving wannabe A-lister and Floss comes up with a plan to launch them into the big leagues. Mm -hmm. So both Orla and Floss abandon all ethics. Um, They, um, when they do this, social media responds with the most terrifying feedback of all and that is overwhelming success. (laughs) So um, yeah, it's one that's truth, risks, what would you do, you know, how far would you go, you know, to keep your your profile up. Mm. It's, yeah, so recommended. Yeah, great. Nice and new too. So, um, yeah, yeah that's that right. Out. Well, my one is not quite as new, um, but it's a, it was kind of prescient, I think. Um, it's called The Circle by Dave Eggers, and it's a 2013 novel available on Overdrive as an e-book and in our libraries as well. So in this book, um, May is our main character. She's hired to work for The Circle, which is the world's most powerful internet company. And, of course, we have a few of those now. Um, (laughs) Just a few. The Circle is run out of a sprawling California campus, as they pretty much all are, either California or San Fran. Um, links it links uses personal emails, their social media, banking, and their purchasing with the universal operating system. So you have one online identity and a new age of what they hope will be civility and transparency. What begins as the story of one woman's ambition and her idealism becomes a heart-stopping novel of suspense. It looks at memory, history, privacy, the limits of privacy in the workplace. Um, it's a really interesting book. Um, May's job at The Circle is particularly circular. She actually <laughs> reports and responds to customers' responses to those how did you find our customer service today surveys that go out automatically after you know a client uses The Circle's customer services. It gets to the absurd point where she's actually asking, how did you find our, how did you find our customer service survey? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) While she's working there, she has to remain actively engaged in the circle's own internal social network for the company. So this is online and offline. Um, where staff participation is monitored, ranked and incentivized to measure just how dedicated they are to the circle. Um, now, I read it when social media was not quite as all-consuming as it is now, and I must admit it put me off the whole thing for quite a long time, <laughs> years in fact. Um, I remember at one point in this book, May goes out into a lake in a canoe at midnight without her phone to try and escape from the circle, and that to be honest, sounds quite nice about now after we've been in lockdown for four weeks. <laughs> it does. And especially if you think of our bubbles as being like a circle. Completely. <laughs> the book, this has really stayed with me for quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah, he's an amazing writer, isn't he? And I think he's very, very clever and funny, um, just like Patricia Lockwood. And, you know, with that eye for the absurd as well. <laughs> yeah. Now, look, um, there's one I'd like to recommend by a writer called Lisa Alpha. She's an older woman, but I think she's quite a similar writer to Patricia Lockwood. She's had a similar upbringing. So this is her new book, and it's called Swan Song, an Odyssey. And it was published in 2020, and it's available on Overdrive e 
box and e-audio. So it's about um, a, a medical doctor called Dr. Jesse Drake. And um, it starts uh, where in the past two years, Jessie Drake has lost both her parents and most crucially her partner of 20 years, Kat. So knowing that she needs to take a break from everyday life, Jessie accepts a stint as a ship's doctor on a cruise through the far east in the Middle East. So the and the change of scenery and the interactions with diverse group of passengers and staff help Jessie bring her grief into, into a sharp focus. Now, it's a, this is a touching portrait of a, a strong woman laid low by life's worst sorrow. Um, and she manages to examine grief through a lens of self-doubt, uh, as you do. Yet um, she's, everything's tempered and buoyed by humour and... Um, eventually things are going to resolve through a sort of determined self-reflection. I love Lisa Alpha and I highly recommend her as a writer to explore. Is, there's a few of her books on Overdrive. Yes. Mm. Yeah, there are. There's, I think there's her whole collection oh, wow. um, on Overdrive. Yeah, she's great. Now, getting back to our booker list, um, we've... Our last one that we're going to talk about is called The Fortune Men by Nadifa Mohammed, who is a British Somali author. And this is um, also available as an Overdrive e-audio. Oh, sorry, Overdrive e-book, not, e- not e-audio yet. <laughs> so what is this one about? So it's about um, uh, a character called Mahmoud Matan, Um and he's in um, Cardiff's Tiger Bay in 1952, which at that stage was a bustling port, um, had people there from all over the world. Mark Boots, a father, a chancer and a petty criminal. Mm. He is many things, but he's not a murderer. It's important that we keep that in mind. So then one day a shopkeeper's brutally killed and all eyes fall on Mood, but he's not too worried. He's escaped worse scrapes. He believes that justice will be served. Because why wouldn't you? You know, and that the fierce love of his wife will protect him. But it's only in the run up to the trial that it's going to dawn on Mood that he's actually in the fight for his life, and the truth may not be enough to save him. Mm. So. Uh, note about this one, it's still on order at the library. It's not yet out on our shelves, but um, the ebook is already there for people, Overdrive and Libby. Yeah, so, it's another one based on a true story, isn't it? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a bit of discussion about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a couple of readalikes for you for this one too. Our first one is a 2020 book called The Family Tree by Syrish Hussain. Now, this is available on Overdrive as an ebook right now and in our libraries once they reopen. This is the moving story of a British Pakistani Muslim family. We have Dad Amshad who has to raise his two small children, Sahil and Zahara, Zara, sorry, on his own after the untimely death of his wife. Now, years later, when the children are grown, Sahil is caught up in a tragic accident while he's celebrating with his university friends. Now, Zara is the only one left to support her dad, and she has to put her own aspirations on hold and potentially at risk for good um, as a result. 
Now, this is a Costa shortlisted book. Um, was is very, very popular in the UK. I noticed that there's only one copy available on Overdrive right now, but it is available right now. So hopefully you'll be first in the queue on this one. The second one I wanted to look at was An American Marriage by Tahari Jones. Now, a lot of you will be familiar with this one. This is about a young couple in the American South um, on their way up in the world when um, Ray, um, the male partner in the couple, is wrongly convicted and imprisoned for raping a white woman. Um, while he is in prison, uh, his wife Celestial is looking, is supporting him as much as she can, but um, over the years, her support begins to fade and she starts to um, begin a relationship with a mutual friend, Andre. Um, now, this book won the Women's Prize for Fiction in 2019. It's a nuanced and really personal look at that fallout that can come from that entrenched racism and a policing in the judicial system in any country, as we know. Yeah, it's a powerful read, isn't it? And it's really a must read, I would say. I think everyone needs to have a look at that one. I agree. Well, look, that's um, basically a wrap on our Booker's Dozen. Um, There's so much to read from today's show. So I know what I'm going to be doing for the next few nights and over the weekend. So, um, and just advice again to check out most of these titles that are available on Oath Drive. So look, to our visitors, to our listeners and all our visitors that mm-hmm. we've had, like Pete the Cat, um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in today. This has been really great. Look, take care. Be kind to yourselves. Let's hope we manifest a change in level, alert levels, in the next few days. Haerera, kakite ano. Libraries. Find us online at aucklandlibraries.govt.nz and catch the program next Sunday at 9.35pm on 104.6 FM or anytime online at planetaudio.org.nz slash books and beyond. Every day, every day.